many of us who are trying to make a transition in our lives, you know, we got responsibilities, we got stuff to do, got a, maybe even a full-time job, maybe even somebody not only has a full-time job, but they're working, you know, shift work, and plus you got the family to take care of, you got the dog, you got, you know, the kids, you got all this stuff, and you're trying to concentrate on starting a new career or starting this new project, and it's just not easy sometimes. And so in this episode of Life Change Secrets, I'm going to give you just some ideas and some things to think about that might help you to shave off some extra minutes or, or maybe in a half an hour, an hour a day, or sometime during the week that'll help you to get further along faster. All right? Are you ready for a change and to finally do something about that feeling inside of you that says you have a different calling in life? To finally go after that dream or dust off that project you've been thinking of creating but still haven't done anything about yet? Do you need some support, direction, or motivational words from someone who has been there and who understands you? Well, if so, you've come to the right place. This podcast is a place to find inspiration for those who want to take control and change their lives for the better. Welcome to Life Change Secrets. Here's your host, Tony. I believe that if you want to do something that you've never done, um, or something that you don't know how to do, that you're trying to do, in this particular case, you're trying to find time extra time to be able to work on your project when you have a whole lot of other things to do and to juggle, I believe the first thing to do is to be aware of the time that you're actually using and how you're using it. And um, that brings me to, um, I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If you haven't, it's a good read, very simple concepts. Um, It was a book that was on the bestseller list, New York Times bestseller list for years. Um, We're talking about 25, 30 years ago. Anyway, in that book, Stephen Covey, who's the author, talks about the four quadrants of time management. And what it's really all based on is about being aware of how you use your time. And it's really, really based on, and I'm not going to take you through the whole four quadrants because I have to show it to you, but the, the whole concept of the four quadrants of time management is really based on how people perceive time. And they usually perceive it in his explanation as something, you know, that something happens that's important or it's urgent. And and we see this every day. Think about you're in a conversation with someone or you're in a meeting with someone and their phone rings. Now, some people with whom you might be in a meeting might answer that phone call right away. Every time the phone rings, they have to answer the phone. Every time a message comes through, they have to answer the message. Whereas other people, for example, I don't I try not to do that because for me that's a that's lack of respect for the person who's in the meeting with who's dedicated their time with me and I'm going to interrupt the meeting every time the phone rings, you know? I was like, you know, just wait a half an hour. It's not a big deal. Anyway, but it's a perception thing. I might perceive it one way, you might perceive it in a different way. You might perceive that that phone call that you get from that customer in this moment must be answered right away. And I might say, you know what? I'll answer it when I get to it. And and it's not such a thing as being right or wrong. It's just a different way of perceiving. Let's take another example. Somebody who, you know, you're with a group of friends and one of your friends faints. One of your friends is going to say, we need to take them to the hospital right away. 
Another one will say, no, just, just lay him on the floor and put his legs up. You know, it's a perception thing. It depends on how you perceive what happened. And so the same thing is with time. Everything that we do is based on a belief. And based on that belief that you have about the way something is, the way something that you perceive something, um, the importance of what you've just seen or what just happened, that influences your behavior. And so you want to translate this into something that's more practical, you know, bringing it down to our projects and our our new businesses that we're trying to start up while we have a full-time job and while we have family to take care of and dog to walk and the kids to take care of and to take to practice and all that stuff. You know, sometimes we think that things have always been done this way and this is the way that it always has to be done. And I submit to you that if you believe that, then it's going to be very, very difficult for you to change. If you don't think it's possible to make a change in schedules, in the way things that have been done traditionally, then it's probably never going to be possible. Here's another saying for you. You know I like sayings, and you may or may not have heard this one before. Uh, I think it's by Henry Ford or by Confucius, Even it might even be. And it basically says, whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, either way, you're going to be right. Because if you don't think it's possible, it probably won't be because you're not even going to try. If you do believe it's possible, you might not be able to see the way to get there right away. But at least you're going to have a greater possibility that something different can happen because you already believe that it's possible. See what I'm saying? And it's the same thing with the way we manage our time. You don't have to continue to manage your time the way you've always managed it. You can start thinking about doing something different. And that's where we, he, get, he got to the point of where we talked about planning. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about a real incident <laughs> that happened to me when I was coaching in my strategic leadership um, program. I was coaching with a, a group of managers, and I had coaching sessions with them individually. And one of these, the managers was name was Florence. And Florence, when we started the coaching session, I remember at, at the beginning of that session, she started to cry. And I was asking, I was like, why are you crying? What's the matter? And she was like, um, she said, because, you know, one of the things I really need help with is, is because she said, I get to the end of my day so many times, so often, and I haven't gotten anything done for myself. Because I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm always helping everybody else. And I was like, okay, well, you know, don't worry about it. That's why we're here. You know, that's, I'm, that's who we can help you with that. And so... You know, after, you know, a, you know, a long conversation, interviewing her and trying to find out, you know, what she's been doing, what's worked, what hasn't worked, what she's been doing, why she's in this situation in the first place, what I discovered was that she didn't have any goals set for herself. And so that every time a colleague of her knocked on her door and asked her for help, which they, you know, she trained them to, to think that way, that any time that, that they needed help, they would just come and ask her and she would be available immediately. That's the reason why she would get to the end of her day most on many days and she didn't get the stuff done that she wanted to get done for herself. And I proceeded to, to tell her, I said, you know what, you need to start planning your time. And so, you know, we took her through that process about how she should plan out her time and her goals and her objectives. And that, you know, one of the things that I told her is that, you know, which is a basic time management concept, you don't want to plan out any more than 60% of your time. Um, that you have available because there's always things that come up and it just increases the risk. If you plan 100% of your time, it just increases the risk that you're going to be frustrated at the end of your day, 
or at the end of the time that you have allotted because something inevitably is going to come up. And so to keep that level of frustration down, you know, plan out 50, 60 percent of your time and then you at least you'll get that done. Right. And also part of this whole thing is about you know making sure you have the time is when you plan that time, you have to make sure that nothing is going to come in the way of that. And you might be saying to me, and, I, and I've had people in companies tell me this is, yeah, but Tony, you don't know my boss. And I'm like, I might not. Or you don't know my wife. Or you don't know my husband. Or you don't know my kids. You know, and I'm just thinking, you know what? If you plan ahead, then you can diminish the possibility of things coming in it. And so how do you do that? You need to train people. And so, for example, if you have a boss that's always interrupting you or you have somebody in your family who's always interrupting you or who risks interrupting you during that very precious time that you have set aside for yourself, then what you might want to consider doing, and one of the things I always tell people is that all these concepts in any course that you ever take, it doesn't mean that these things are going to work 100% of the time. But the more you do them and the better that you get at them, the more they're going to work. And so what you might want to do is to start to go to your boss and you say, because you know you have a, a time set aside from 11 to 12, for example. And so before, and you you know that how your boss is because when he just, he'll just bust in the door and say, you know, I need this from you right away. And then you have to drop everything you're doing to do that for your boss. And this can happen at home too, you know, it could be your kids or whatever, but you've got to train people. And one of the people you have to train if you're in a work environment, you have to train your boss. And so... And this is what I told her. And so what you want to do is you want to go to that person, whether it's in a work environment or whether it's in a home environment, you want to go to those people and you say, listen, from 11 to 12, I'm going to be busy. I'm working on this project and I need to get it done. So I know that, you know, you know, sometimes that you, know, you just come into my office and you ask me to do this thing right away. But I'm asking you today and, and from 11 to 12 not to do that. But, you know, here's what I'm going to ask you. Do you need anything from me? And if you do, and if you know that already, then can I plan that around that time that I have planned for myself? You see, if you do that, you might, he might say yes, or she might say yes, and she might say no. But at least you have a, you have a possibility. And the same thing you can do at home with your kids. You say, listen, from 11 to 12, I'm not going to be available because I'm going to be working on this project. So please don't bother me. All right. And ask your wife or your husband to help you with that. And to make sure that the kids don't come in and bother you. Ask her, ask him not to bother you in that particular time, right? Now, you have to decide how much time you're able to set aside. You might be able to set aside four hours. That would be great. But you might not be. You might be able to set aside an hour. You might be able to set aside a half an hour. You might have to try it with that and see how it works, right? But anyway, you want to start training people because here's the thing. Once those people then, you say that, and you were very stern about that. And then the first time somebody comes in and then you just get up and, and then start helping them. See, you, you're training them in the wrong way. You're training them to think something that, you know, because you, you said that, but you're not being consistent with your words. And so the next time they're going to say, yeah, yeah, you said that already, but you don't really mean that. You have to met, let them know that you mean business. So the first time that you, you tell somebody that, that from 11 to 12, for example, you're not going to be available. And the first time somebody comes at 11.15 and knocks on your door, you have to get rid of them. You have to, I don't care who it is, because you have to help them to understand that I can't do that right now. So you have to get 
in the frame of mind, you have to start learning how to say no. But you also have to realize that saying no doesn't mean no, I'm never going to help you. It means no, not right now because I'm busy. You see what I'm saying? Because if I go help you, then I'm not going to get my stuff done. You see what I'm saying? And right now, this in this small amount of time that I have set aside for myself, this is really important. So no, not right now. I'll help you in five minutes. I'll help you at five o'clock. I'll help you later, but not right now. Okay? And so the other thing to realize is and to be aware of is don't fall into the trap of thinking that getting things done is synonymous with achievement. Because it may or may not be. Doing busy work and getting a lot of stuff done and checking off all the stuff on your to-do list doesn't necessarily mean you're making progress in your, in your project. You see what I'm saying? So be aware of that. Prioritize the things that you need to do. Do the difficult things first. Put the big stuff in, the most important stuff in first. You know, if you imagine this, you may have seen this on the web somewhere or you may not or some course you might have been to. If you want to if you want to fill up a, a big jar, what's the best way to fill up that jar to the brim with everything that you have and everything that's possible to fit in that jar? So let's say you put in some big rocks and you fill them up all the way to the top. Is the jar full? The answer is no. You can still put some pebbles in there. So you pour pebbles in it. And so now the pebbles go all through the rocks and you fill them all the way up to the top. Is the jar full? The answer once again is no. So now you put some sand in there and the sand goes through the pebbles and fills up all those little holes and it fills all the way up to the top. Now is the jar full? And once again, the answer is no. Because now I'm going to pour some water in there and the water is going to soak into everything that's in, in that, that jar and you fill it all the way up to the top. Now is the jar full? Yes, it's full because you can't put anything else in it. And so that's why you have to think about your time. You want to put the big stuff in first because you, if you don't put that in first, they're not going to fit. So put the big stuff in first, then put in the pebbles, then put in the sand, and then put in the water. And see, what a lot of people do is they'll put the pebbles in first because they feel like they're getting a lot of stuff done. And they fill up their time with that and they don't get the big stuff in. See what I'm saying? So make sure you do that. And then as I wind down this podcast episode, I wanted to talk to you just a little bit about a concept that came from my Nike days. And it's based on one of the probably lesser known slogans of Nike over the years. And, uh, you know, as you know, you know, Nike's had different slogans over the years or throughout the years. Um, one of them was, you know, accept no limits. Another one was um, there is no finish line. Probably the most famous one is just do it. And um, but there was another one, though, that we used to use internally. I think it came out for a while, but they didn't use it very often, very long. And we used to use it internally, though. And that saying was either you ran today or you didn't. And we used to use that saying to motivate each other. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, it was a typical episode that used to happen daily. You know, you might ask one of your colleagues, you know, are you going to go run today? Because you can imagine that in that company, there's so many people, there were so many of us who did sports every day, right? And so you might ask one of your colleagues, you know, did you go running today? And running, you know, could stand for any activity, sports activity that that, that, that person might do. Did you go run today? And they might say something like, uh, 
um, yep, I brought my stuff, or I went the first thing this morning before I came to work, or I brought, I'm going to go at lunchtime, or I'm going to go right after work, I brought my stuff. And then you might ask another colleague, did you go run today? And their answer might be something like this. No, man, I wish I could. I didn't really have time because, you know, we had this meeting. I had to prepare the, the, for this meeting. And then, uh, or, you know, I had to go pick up the girls. I had to go pick up the kids. I had to take them to practice. Then I had to cook and I had to do this. And, you know, after somebody gets into all this explanation, we would just stop them and say, hold on a second. I don't think I asked you all that, did I? I just asked you, did you run today or didn't you? That's all I really would love. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Why you didn't do it, that really doesn't concern me. That doesn't interest me at all. And it shouldn't interest you either. Because at the end of the day, when you have your project to work on and you set yourself aside stuff to do, and either you got it done or you didn't. That's all there is to it. And you can, you know, you can make all the excuses that you want. And that's what we used to tell each other. Because if you didn't go running, I don't really care. I just want to know, did you go? That's, that was the real question. Did you go running today? Yes or no? And here's the thing. Whenever you hear somebody, and you know, I always encourage you, and I do the same thing to myself. Over the years, I have learned to look myself in the mirror and say, if I didn't go running today, if I didn't do what I said I was going to do today, wasn't because I didn't have time. It was because it just wasn't that important to me. Because if it had been, I would have gotten up a half an hour, 45 minutes earlier, and I would have went for a run. No matter how much I slept. No matter how much I had to prepare. And see, whether that's true in 100% of the cases or not, that's irrelevant. It's about a mentality. It's about a way of thinking. It's about how you deal with your stuff. And you have to make it important to you. Because otherwise, you're not going to get it done. And thinking this way and doing what I just said might help you to get an extra half an hour a day. But that's still a half an hour. You see what I'm saying? In four days, that's two hours. In six days, that's three hours. More than you had before, before you started thinking this way and before you started planning this way. You see what I'm saying? And so it's about a mentality thing. And the better you get at that, the better you get at saying no, the better you get at planning, the better you get at at, at training people that when you say something, you mean it. So don't bother me right now, okay? No matter who it is, doesn't mean you don't love them. Doesn't mean you don't like them. Doesn't mean you're not a team player. It just means that I got my stuff to do. You see what I'm saying? I got my stuff. So I'm gonna train people that when I say it, I mean business. So I'm not helping you right now, no. So I just want to leave you with a couple little tidbits. One of them is this. Always remember that if you have a dream without a plan behind it, it'll probably always just remain a dream. And the last thing that I want to tell you is if you fail to plan, then you could very well be planning to fail. Plan your time to get done what you want to get done Juggle that stuff, but make sure you set time aside for yourself. And you will see that you will start to make progress a lot faster. So I hope that was helpful. 
like I always say, stay with me now because you know I got a lot more things to say. Always look at uh, the description box, whether you're here on the podcast or whether or not you happen to see one of my videos, always look in the description box to see if there's any links in there to click on because I always have some goodies. I might have some things for you to download, um, new programs that I'm coming up with. If you really want to stay in contact with me, even more so, you can go to Facebook, um, to the page, the life you were born to live. There you will always find updates about what I'm doing, what I'm what I'm getting ready to do. And then I also kindly ask you to uh, leave a comment about this podcast. Tell you know, tell the world what you think about it, what you think about me. I would really really appreciate that. Okay, so stay with me now because I'll be back soon with some more stuff. Take care.